Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yushami Pei Daf Nun Zion. We are starting about halfway through the Amud with Halacha Zion, and the Vilna Sursa Daf is just about at the beginning of Lamad Aleph Amud Aleph. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas Marsh Miriam Sarabas Yaakov Moshe. Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says Tvush and Nitnal Shachas grain, which is there that's going to be used as Shachas animal food Oila Aluma is just going to be used to bundle other bundles. Meaning he's not going to be using this grain to eat the grain. He's going to be using the stalk of the grain to tie other bundles. Vechen Bigudei Hashom or to tie bundles of garlic. Or small bundles of garlic and onions that are going to end up being gathered and connected to other bundles to make one big large bundle. None of these have shecha. The first thing that we spoke about don't have a den of shecha because he's not using them for eating, he's using them for other purposes. And the last thing, they're not at Gemar Malacha yet. These smaller bundles are going to be made into larger bundles. So since they're not at Gemar Malacha, we don't have shecha. Now we have a machlaikas, anything which is buried in the ground, this is what we call a root vegetable, something which grows under the ground, such as lof, which is a type of onion, garlic, and onions. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says, they don't have a den of shecha at all. Whereas Vachamar and the say, yes, they do have a den of shecha. And the Gemara is going to explain this machlokas. Now the Gemara tells us, it's not ultimately that it has to be that this grain was planted for this, that it was planted to be used as shachas, for example. It could be that he planted it and he was intending that he was going to eat it. But if he harvested it for this use, so it still wouldn't have a din of shecha. I think Mark Tews explained the Mishnah we said and v'chulu. We had this machalikas about vegetables that were under the ground. Do they have a din of shecha if he forgot some? So Taman Tanin over there we have a Mishnah. This is Baba Kama. Hamadikas Agadish. Ruvain lights Shimon's pile on fire. Vayu by Kalim, and there was Kalim hidden inside the pile. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says Mishalim Kol Masha B'Saychay. Ruvain has to pay for everything, not only the pile but also the stuff that was hidden inside. He only has to pay for the pile of wheat or pile of barley that he burned, but he doesn't have to pay for what was hidden inside. So now the Gemara asks, Machav Shitas Rabbi Huda. Seems to be that we have an inconsistency in the sheet of Rabbi Huda. Taman, who I mer over there, he says, Lorabis Satamon, they were including something which is Taman, and even though there was Kalim hidden in this pile and they weren't visible, Ruvain would have to pay for them. But Bakayamar over here, he says, Pratla Taman, they were excluding Taman, and that something which is Taman does not have a din of Shecha. So the Gemara answers, no problem. Taman over there, the Pasuk says, Vnecha Gadish Oyakama, that the fire went and consumed the Gadish, a pile, or Kama, which is standing grain. Now, from the fact that the Pasuk says, Kama, standing grain, don't I already know from there that if he burns a pile of grain on fire, he would be high for that? Why does the Pasuk also have to say, by the way, if he burns a pile of grain, he would have to pay for that? It must be Lerabbis' Ataman is coming to include if something's hidden in the pile, he would have to pay for that. But over here, when we're talking about Shecha, Sadcha, the Pasuk says, your field, Begalui, that implies something that's out in the open, Pratlataman, excluding something which is hidden in the field. The Gemara was asking, it seems that we have an inconsistency in the Shita of the Rabbanon. Taman, Inun, Amrin, over there they say, Prat Lataman, that we're excluding something which is Taman, and if there was something hidden in the pile that he burned, he's not have to pay for that. But Vakai Inun, Amrin, Larabis is a Taman. Over here they say that we're including Taman, something which is hidden in the ground does have a den of Shekha. So the Gemara answers, Taman, it says, Aya Kama, Aya Sada. What do we learn from there? Just like your field is out in the open, so too you're only Chayav for paying for something that was out in the open. Bramhacha, however, over here, what does the Pasuk say? Sadcha, your field. What does that teach us? Begaloi, something that's out in the open, Pratlataman, that excludes Taman. Now the Pasuk over here also says, Kitsircha, your harvest. What does that teach us? Begaloi, only something that's out in the open, Pratlataman, that excludes something which is Taman. Now, over here we have one miyot after another miyot. We have two words in the Pasuk, Sadcha and Kitsircha, that tell us a miyot, an exclusion. Now we know that when we have a miyot after miyot, one miyot after another miyot is really just a reboy, it's an inclusion, and the miyot after miyot, El Rabbis is a Taman, when we have 
have one miyad after another, so that comes to include tamun, not exclude it. And on to the last halacha of the parak, halacha ches, the Mishnah tells us, hakaitzer balayla, someone who harvests at night, v'hamaamer, someone that's gathering, we're going to see that means he's gathering bundles at night, v'hasuma, or someone who's blind, yeshle shecha, all these have a den of shecha if they forgot something. Now the Mishnah tells us, if he's harvesting his field in a funny way, he first intends to take the big plump stuff, and then he's going to take the thinner ones, there's no den of shecha. Now let's say, if the fellow says, on condition that that which I forget, I'm going to come back and take, he has a den of shecha, he can't say this, and the Gemara is going to explain why. Now the Gemara says, this is the understanding of our Mishnah, someone who harvests at night, or gathers there's their bundles at night, and suma, bain bayon, bain balayla, a person who's blind, whether he's doing this during the day or at night, that's considered like it's night, and all these have a din of shecha. Now we had said, if he intends to gather gas, gas, the big thick ones first, so then there's no din of shecha. Now Amar Vienna clarifies, it's not ultimately that the only thing that there's not shecha on is the gasin, because he's going to come back and harvest those, even if he had stopped gathering the gasin, and he had forgotten some, and now he's doing the dakin, and he still forgot those those gasin, those gasin that he forgot are not considered shecha. Why? Since he's going to be paying attention to the gasin, meaning he's going to be coming back to them, even when he's working with the dakin, there isn't any shecha on the gasin. Because when he's working with the dakin, he's only focusing on those. So he will eventually come back to the gasin. So even though he had forgotten them, they're not considered shecha. And lastly, Misha told us, Amr, if a fellow says, I'm harvesting, that on condition, that whatever I forget, I'm going to come back and take it, he still has a den of shecha. Why is that? The Gemara says, He made a Tanai directly against what the Tyra says. The Tyra says that if you forget something, so that's left for the Ani, and you're not allowed to come back and take it. Anyone that makes a Tanai directly against something that's written in the Tyra, that Tanai is Batal. A person can make a Tanai for something, as long as it's not against something written in the Tyra. Here, because of his Tanai, he's uprooting and he's doing away with the Mitzvah Shecha, so therefore, his Tanai does not work. finishing the six Sixth parak of Masechus just like we were to finish this parak together. We should be to finish all of Yerushalmi together. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a brand new parak. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.